Hello, hello to all my readers and listeners. This is Karen Hunt, a.k.a. K.H. Majek. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I have just written this piece, and it is called The Truth About Ivermectin and Hunter Biden's Laptop Comes Out. A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes. And that's from Mark Twain. Well, well, ivermectin isn't really just horse paste. Hunter Biden's laptop is real. What's going on? Why is the truth coming out now? Twitter never gave me a reason why I was permanently banned, but I assumed it was because of my essay, The People's Medicine versus Merck's Billion Dollar Pill, published in October of 2021. In it, I described how the FDA colluded with Merck to destroy ivermectin's reputation so the drug company could market a new drug, Molnupiravir, in its place. Getting banned was one thing, but I lost friends because of that essay. People made fun of me. Friends and family were concerned about my mental state. I was succumbing to QAnon. It wouldn't be long before I was lost inside a cult. But there were people who lost much more than that for standing up for the truth. Doctors lost their jobs. People lost their lives. Whatever happened to QAnon anyway? I guess its purpose was served, just like BLM, Antifa, the Proud Boys, anything left or right that can be used by the media to create a sensation. These things come and go as needed. Now the truth is coming out about ivermectin, just like other stories, like how the authenticity of Hunter Biden's laptop was purposely denied in the days leading up to the 2020 presidential election. Twitter played a huge role in influencing the elections and destroying ivermectin's reputation. RadarOnline.com confirms that Elon Musk has now promised to provide full disclosure regarding why Twitter decided to suppress the Hunter Biden lap story. This after at ALX tweeted this, raise your hand if you think Musk <clears throat> should make public all internal discussions about the decision to censor the story on Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election in the interest of transparency, to which Musk responded, this is necessary to restore public trust. It is now revealed that the FBI pressured social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook to suppress the story. In October of 2020, Twitter suspended the New York Post's account over its bombshell Hunter Biden story. One has to wonder how the presidential election would have gone if the truth had been available during that critical time. But we are so over truth in our society. Nobody is interested in offensive absolutes that would deny me the right to my truth. The idea that there could be some kind of overarching immutable truth about anything is impossible now. Well, except for the science. And as the populace has been brainwashed to believe, that can change at the whim of the science masters like Dr. Fauci. Right now, if you ask the average guy on the street about Hunter's laptop, either they won't know what you're talking about, or they will still say it's a Russian conspiracy, or they will say, ah, so it turned out to be true. So what? If suppressing or discrediting the truth stopped Trump from becoming president, then it was justified for the greater good. Equally, one wonders how preventive treatments such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine might have changed the course of COVID if they had not been demonized by the press. Like Hunter Biden's laptop, 
The campaign to discredit these drugs was so successful that to this day, most people think ivermectin's only use is for horses. People continue to parrot the jokes that they heard on social media. They never consider that behind those jokes are countless tragic stories of people being denied treatment and dying as a result. And it isn't just about ivermectin, because doctors were not allowed to try preventive treatments, any preventive treatments, and their patients were discouraged from doing anything except sitting at home until they were so ill that they ended up dying in isolation on a ventilator. The FDA gave credence to those lies by posting an August 21, 2021 tweet linking to an FDA page that is now at the center of a court case. In my essay, I mentioned this tweet, and you can see uh, the tweet, a picture of the tweet in my, um, well, I call this an article, where the US, the FDA says, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, seriously, y'all, stop it. Why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. At the time, I was appalled. It was hard to fathom why the FDA would purposely make fun of anyone who used ivermectin, a drug that had been safely used in humans for 35 years. Out of curiosity, I researched what was in malnupiravir. Interestingly, it is described as having first been investigated as a treatment for Venezuelan equine and syphilitis, a sleeping sickness that affects horses. Dr. Pierre Corey, the president of Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance and one of the most prominent advocates of ivermectin, has stated that malnupiravir acts in a similar way to ivermectin. For the FDA to malign ivermectin while pushing another drug proves, or another similar drug, proves it had other motives besides helping Americans stay healthy. Suppressing the truth about Hunter's laptop was bad enough, but suppressing the truth about a drug that could have potentially saved hundreds of thousands of lives is downright evil. The World Health Organization backed up the FDA's position, recommending against using ivermectin for COVID treatment. Well, who funds the who? <laughs> the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the second biggest sponsor of after the United States. The Gavi Alliance, a private public organization promoting vaccines founded by Gates, are the fourth biggest sponsor of, to who? Tedros, uh, Tedros Anom Gabriesis and I cannot pronounce that correctly. The WHO Director General served on the Gavi board for several years. The WHO in 2021 changed the definition of herd immunity to occurring only when the global population has been vaccinated. Time after time in my essays, I have exposed this incestuous relationship between these organizations. But why would they work so hard in concerted effort to discredit this drug? Well, there are two reasons that stand out and both have to do with money. One, Merck's patent on ivermectin had run out, so the company could not make money off of it. Instead, Merck received a staggering $1.2 billion government dollars for a contract for their new drug with the promise of $355 million for between 60,000 and 100,000 doses, where ivermectin cost $26 per treatment plan. The Biden administration paid $700 for a five-day course of malnupiravir pills, even though it cost a mere $17.74 to produce.
And the second reason, if drugs like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine worked against COVID, there would have been no reason to produce vaccines under emergency authorization. The vaccine rollout outside of trials would become illegal. Drug companies that had spent hundreds of millions of dollars developing and testing vaccines during a pandemic would not have seen the $100 billion they were expecting in 2021. In September, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons urged the federal district court in Galveston to allow the lawsuit to proceed against the FDA for its misleading statements against ivermectin. The lawsuit states that the FDA published multiple statements and sent letters to influential organizations to falsely disparage the drug, implying that it was not approved for treating COVID-19. Many, including courts and state medical boards, were misled by the FDA into thinking that its lack of approval for this treatment meant that ivermectin should not be used to treat COVID-19. AAPS writes in its amicus brief to the court, not only is off-label prescribing fully proper, legal, and commonplace, but it is also absolutely necessary in order to give effective care to patients. The truth is now coming out. It remains to be seen if it will have any influence on future policies. Just as you can now find articles admitting to the validity of the New York Post Hunter Biden story, if you Google ivermectin, you will find search results such as this February 2021 article from the National Library of Medicine stating a five-day course of ivermectin for the treatment of COVID-19 may reduce the duration of illness. Why then was my essay of October 2021 written eight months later flagged as dangerous misinformation? Because at that time, such articles, even the one I cite above, which was from the government's very own NIH National Library of Medicine, National Center for Biotechnology Information website, were being suppressed by Google. At least, I never saw the article at that time, but I can see it now. What you did find were article after article scaring people out of using ivermectin, and you still find them today. You still find the FDA's article warning people not to use ivermectin for COVID with the picture of the horse. This is beyond disturbing. Here are some basic facts about ivermectin collected by Henderson and Hooper on the benefits of the drug. It has been safely used by humans for 35 years, and over 4 billion doses have been administered worldwide. Ivermectin is on the WHO's list of essential medicines. Ivermectin fights 21 viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, the cause of COVID-19. A single dose reduced the viral load of SARS-CoV-2 in cells by 99.8% in 24 hours and 99.98% in 48 hours, according to a June 2020 study published in the Journal of Antiviral Research. Some 70 clinics some 70 clinical trials are evaluating the use of ivermectin for treating COVID-19. The statistically significant evidence suggests that it is safe and works for both treating and preventing the disease. In 115 patients with COVID-19 who received a single dose of ivermectin, none developed pneumonia or cardiovascular complications, while 11.4% of those in the controlled group did. Ivermectin can help prevent COVID-19. One 2020 article in Biochemical and Biophysical Research Communications looked at what happened after the drug was given to family members of confirmed COVID-19 patients. Less than 8% became infected versus 58.4% of those untreated. 
Out of 4 billion doses administered since 1998, there have been only 28 cases of serious neurological adverse events, according to an article published this year in the American Journal of Therapeutics. The same study found that ivermectin has been safely used in pregnant women, children, and infants. And there you have it. Sadly, most people will never learn these facts. Even if you show them to their faces, they will not see it. They are too invested in the lies. To accept that there is one overarching truth would infringe on the carefully crafted world of illusions that most people now live in. If everything we've been told about this one drug was a lie, then what else could be a lie? It isn't just about this one lie. It's about the motivations behind it and the implications that arise because of it. It's about realizing that for our government, for these drug companies, for these World Health Organizations, it's not about our health and safety. No matter how many times they say it is, it's a lie. It's about power and greed. It's about letting people die rather than telling the truth. There is such a thing as truth. And unless we get back to it, no matter how much proof comes out about these stories, no justice will ever come of it. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. I hope you all again had a great Thanksgiving. I continue to write these stories to do the best that I can to present uh, the research, carefully crafted research, and the truth. God bless.